Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm here with Mark Gonzalez. Is that how you say your name? That's it, good morning. See, I'm a great friend. <laughs> You've opened up for me several times and now I know your name. Yeah. Uh, you're taking the place of Alan Lee today because... Uh, what happened was I got into a car accident, so I can't go to L.A. to do this interview. Yeah, I heard about that. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other car's not. <laughs> but um, but it was it's just weird because, you know, uh, Alan Lee's the trusty sidekick, and I'm not funny if I do one-on-one interviews. Oh, so I got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Right. It, basically, you're the laugh track. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know. I was gonna think about. I was thinking about calling Alan and doing like a three-way, but I, um, yeah, you know, like a real three-way sexual is hard for me. I'm assuming three-way phone sex is even more awkward. And it costs more. Yeah, it's like four ninety-nine a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that type of money. So you're here, and uh, you're a great comic. You open up for me when I do OC. How long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy for about two years now. Yeah, two years. A little more, yeah. And you have a good, what, 10, 15 minutes? I'd say I've got a solid 10 to 15. Yeah. So where are the folks, can they find you? So if they like this episode, they could be like, hey, Keith was terrible. That Mark guy was awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm primarily on Facebook right now for all my stuff. Uh, search for Mark Gonzalez or uh, your grandma, E-U-R-G-R-A-M-A. Maybe you should explain how to spell your last name because like if you Oh, yeah. There are two spellings of Gonzalez. It's uh, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. And it's Mark with a K. Excellent. All right, guys. So Mark's going to be the trusty sidekick. And today we have on Raise the Wrist, we're doing on a portable because I can't go to the studio. So we're doing it on my dad's tabloid. It was very nice to let me use it. I asked him for one for Christmas, but I've been a bad boy. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to get it. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, today we have uh, Patrick Warburton. Uh, he's been... On Rules of Engagement, one of my favorite sitcoms. Uh, family Guy, he plays the guy in the wheelchair. Yep, Joe. Joe? I don't watch the show. I don't tell him I said that. <laughs> he'll, and, he'll never hear this. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably be like, I'm just doing this as a favor. <laughs> my charity tax write-off. And uh, and he's on a new show on Netflix called A Series of Unfortunate Events, which is in its third and final season, which is based on the books. Yeah. Which I read as a kid and I loved. Yeah, and the final season comes out on uh, December or January 1st. Oh, that's true, huh? Yep. And he plays Lemony Snicket. So, guys, enjoy Patrick Warburton. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really need the subscribers and we need the reviews. All right, you ready, Mark? Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Pat, how are you, buddy? Hi, Keith. Doing good. Uh, thanks for doing it. Uh, you're Just letting you know you're officially on speaker and we are recording, so... And just wanted to let you know in case, you know. Copy that. All right. And uh, this is my trusty sidekick, Mark Gonzalez. Uh, Mark, say hi to Pat. Hey, good morning, Pat. How are you doing? Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Mark's basically the laugh track in case our jokes don't work. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put him to good use. <laughs> yes. So, um, 
uh, every single like you know how like because I'm like kind of fat and I wanted to like go to the gym and I, you know how when you make excuses every day like to not do something. It, I I absolutely absolutely do now and you're not fat. Come on, keep your uh, pleasantly plump. Oh uh, well, thanks, fat. Yes. But I was actually going to go to the gym today. And then you said that, uh, you know, you couldn't do noon, so you had to do nine. So I was like, oh, all right. So today, me not going to the gym was Pat's fault. You're blaming me? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm not blaming you. I'm actually thanking you because I don't want to work out. <laughs> I'm not going either. I'm going to play golf. Oh, yeah? I guess. Is it- I, uh, by the way, I have a long overdue golf date with your father. Oh, he's actually upstairs sleeping. I was going to wake him up, but I figured that would just be too too weird. Um, your father and I deserve to sleep then uh, every day the rest of our lives. We both had to wake up in row boats at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That actually, was... he, did, he, he did it longer than I did. Oh, how, how long did he do it for? <laughs> A year. Oh, <laughs> He, he gets, Here, culminating. I feel like Catching. those are one of those things that are funner on the water, though, because like he does it all the time at the gym. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, does he still row? You like use a rowing machine? Yeah, he gym? he does. Yeah. God, it's in his blood. I um, <laughs> it it is the greatest workout ever because you use every muscle in your body when you're in a boat. A lot of people don't realize that you're on a sled, so the whole first part of um, you know, uh, a stroke is all done with the legs, and then it goes full upper body from there. Yeah. But um, um, it was, gru- I remember it was so grueling back when we rode in Newport Harbor. Um, did he ever tell you about the gray whale? No. Yeah, we, we were rowing one morning, and we're in Newport Harbor, and we see something, and when you're in the harbor, and just like the back of a gray whale coming up, like uh, it just—it's haunting. It's like, is that a whale? And uh, it, it, it sort of followed us all the way back to the boathouse. So when we were lifting the boats up out of the water, in the very far back recesses of Newport Harbor, where there's nothing but just you know boats and shallow water, there's a gray whale. It's right there. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it come in. So we don't know. It must have been disoriented or sick or something but um, I don't know whatever happened to our friend the whale but um, did that scare you because I'd be scared if I saw a whale um no they don't bite come on <laughs> Keith. well uh, did you ever see Pinocchio they swallowed that guy yeah but um <laughs> newsflash Pinocchio was a puppet uh, um yeah not real not real <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know. I, I saw Jonathan Taylor Thomas get eaten by a well, and I remember it terrified yeah. me. I know. That's the problem, though. You kids with your uh, Insta chat, <laughs> Snapgrams, whatever. You believe everything you read. Yeah. I want to I hear about the hotel story. Uh, you, you told me this a couple years ago, and I said that you should tell the story the next time you do Letterman where... You're at the hotel and you saw this lady who's partying. And do you remember that story where the bus lady, the guy is like pushing her in the mattress? I don't remember. Oh, you said that you were at a hotel and uh, you, you were like, you saw the bus guy pushing a lady in the mattress and this guy like 
went up to her and you thought she was dead or something. He went up to her and he's like, you're going to rehab tomorrow. You remember that? Song? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't on a, uh, no, th- this, that was, I was playing in the Bob Hope golf tournament. Yeah. And everybody was staying, a lot of people were staying at the La Quinta Resorts. And, uh, so I was eliminated. So I'd gone back to the resorts and I was sitting just in the jacuzzi, you know, outside before taking uh, the drive on a Sunday afternoon back to Los Angeles. I thought, I'm going to chill in the jacuzzi. Lakeans at that point's a ghost town because everybody's still at the golf course, partying, getting trash. It's the last day. There's a lot of booze being served. And so, um, I'm there all by myself. Now, all of a sudden, um, I see one of uh, one of the employers of La Quinta. He is uh, pushing a flatbed cart. Normally, that you would put, um, you know, a bunch of tables of chairs on from an <laughs> event the night before. But that it's a flatbed, and there's no tables of chairs on it. What there is is there's a woman. She's propping herself up with her arms. She's wearing a lovely dress, and there are tears streaming down her face. Oh. It was like um, the most absurd thing I'd ever seen in my life. You, you don't want to look, but you can't help but looking. You're like, what <laughs> the hell is going on? And now he's pushing her on this cart around the jacuzzi, and I'm like, where's the camera? This isn't real. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> punked right now because this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. He pushes this woman. She's in tears. He's pushing her around to a, you know, around the corner now, and to one of the casitas. Now, if what happened next had never happened, I would have spent the rest of my life wondering what it. Because I'm looking at him, going, "Oh, good lord, somebody's died, or something tragic has happened." I I don't know. Um, But this guy walks out. He's still in his golf clothes. He walks over to the cart, picks her up. Carries her inside and says, tomorrow you're going to bleep, 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 rehab. (laughs) (laughs) So what had happened was like, like in that instance, like, oh, I know. I know exactly what happened. She got drunk there, too drunk. She couldn't walk. She embarrassed him. (laughs) You put her in the car, he came back. And she's in the car. He sees Jim, who works at the hotel. Here's 20 bucks. Throw on the flatbed and get her, get her to Casita 7. <laughs> so, like, I knew immediately at that point what had just happened. And But if I, if, it, if he pushed her around the next corner, I would have spent the rest of my life wondering what that was all about. But in one instance, <laughs> I knew. Well, yeah. But that's a great story. And, then, like, if I've been trying to talk you into doing stand-up again, but that's your first stand-up joke. This is the thing, Keith. I, 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 I love stand-up. You know, I did it for a minute when I was 20 years old, and that was it. And I, I really do regret that I put it down because I think it's the most awesome thing in the world to have uh, in your back pocket. I still think Spade is one of the best stand-ups. I love watching him, but he's really smart. He's, he's, great. he's got a world of experience in writing, and his, his, just, his natural comic perspective is really, really solid. Yeah, he's one of my and, favorites. And, yeah, so he's been working that muscle for years and years and years. I like really intellectual, you know, I like intellectual comics, ones with perspective. You know, Patton Oswalt's great, or all those guys. 
I would hate to be a sucky comic. I'm afraid Nancy, because I have a high standard for what I like. Yeah. Now, I think to be a good comic, you, as you know, you have to eat, drink, and sleep that shit constantly. You can't, you can't um, just do it half-assed because um, you're not going to be, you're not going to be confident, you're not going to be the level, you're not going to be where you really need to be. It's got to be a lifestyle. Yeah. And so since it can't for me, I, you know, I got up, I decided to host the Annie Awards um, uh, finally like five years ago. And they've had some really good solid hosts, including Pat Oswalt. Right. So when I agreed to do it, I never, I, I, and for a few years, you know, I'd gotten um, inquiries every now and then, but I just didn't want to do it because I knew it was one of those things that, it's um, potentially thankless. You know, you either kill and get a pat on the back <laughs> or you suck and just, you know, and you wish you'd never done it. But you still get a pat on the back. <laughs> you get an even pat on the back for sucking. Yeah. yeah do. That's what my dad does, does all the so, time. Um, <laughs> I, I finally ended up doing it and I, and, you know, and, I, and I wrote all my own material and I worked on it really hard and it went great. But I actually got up, I got up at the, at the Laugh Factory and the comedy store on the same night for the first time in like 30 years. And it was terrifying, <laughs> just oh. terrifying, you know, because if you're not used to doing that, you know, and then they see you and people know you from shows and this and that, and they expect you to be funny and like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not, but I, I had to go up there. I figured, you know what, if I can go up and do this for the first time in 30 years and survive 10 minutes here and then 10 minutes there, then um, maybe I can host an award show and make it funny. So essentially what I was trying to do was, um, it was like a little bit of lifting before the big lift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, did you have fun doing the big lift or did it? Yeah, it went great. It was really fun. I did a lot. I wrote a lot of really um, weird wormhole, you know, kind of taking people down. This is how (laughs) I would test my material. You know, at the breakfast table in the morning, I'd throw up by my wife and she was like, that's, um, I go awesome. <laughs> um, or she goes, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I go awesome. It's gonna work. Um, so that's how I, I measure it. If she just looks at me like you're an idiot, and I don't, I don't get it. Then I know it's funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whenever because I... a lot of things too, and as you know, they just don't translate when you're describing them to somebody. You yeah. Know? Like, right. like it, you know, one of the things you know that I that I did was I, you know, I said. To them, uh, you know, I would go down a long, sort of a long stretch where it just get, it would just get stupider and stupider. But you have to commit to it. You know, I talked about uh, being a voiceover as, you know, being a voiceover artist. I uh, guess you know, three of my favorites. You know, voiceover artists would have to be Mel Blanc, Das Hawkins, and of course uh, John Wilkes Booth. Ah, <laughs> and then of course everybody's. You know, Fair <laughs> Marines, of course, John Wilkes Booth, you know. So I just let that sit and I go, I get it. I get it. We, we think of him as just an actor. But he was also um, an amazing uh, voiceover artist. Yeah. Which a lot of people forget, you know. And then I start talking about um, the fact that there weren't cartoons, but they did have puppet shows back then. And that was like the voiceover artist. And he was really the best. The thing best. The thing about John Wilkes Booth is like he was like the Brad Pitt in the eighties. You know what I mean? He was like the he, he well he was in oh the not 18, the eighties the eighteen hundreds yeah 
that's so you know what you do you just what you do is you just commit to that and you just like you're selling it and it's like you poor people don't get it and it works because it's stupid and uncomfortable and everybody's in the audience and they can't believe um, how you're dumb, dumb you're being so it's fine but if you do it at the breakfast table with your wife or on a podcast with your um, your uh, buddy from college's son Keith um, it doesn't flow as well but it's you know what I'm saying it's it's uh, stuff execute in front of an audience is funny that is not in description yeah oh yeah i can agree with that yeah. now now pat like i do a lot of stand-up and uh your voice a lot of comedians uh do impressions of you and i'm i'm sure you get that a lot do you hear a lot of impressions of you i do which uh i think is um is um fantastic yeah. that anybody would even give a shit or do an impression of me but <laughs> Funny. Do you, do you take impressions as compliments? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah. like I I could do you pretty good, but yeah. I I think I'm thinking through the timbre of your voice, Keith. I think you just might, so you're going to have to. Ah, <laughs> uh, the poison, the poison made for Cusco. Cusco's poison, the poison made to kill Cusco. That poison. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Very good. You know. You know, I do an impression too. Yeah. Yeah, I do Brad Garrett. Oh yeah. Ooh. Let's hear it. Hey Raymond, Mom's not gonna be very happy. It's my Brad Garrett. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I did that for Brad one time as I looked up at his six foot nine form. Like the man is huge. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um I want and the sweetest by the way, sweetest guy in the world. Oh. Very thoughtful. While he was evacuating his home because of the fires, he was checking in on me. Oh, oh wow. It, was your, you were really close by the fires. Was everyone okay? Well, we were right next to the one. There were two fires. There was the Woolsey Hills Fire. We were right next to the Hills Fire, where the Hills Fire sort of originated. So we were staring out of all of our southwest-facing windows at just hills on fire, but the winds were favorable for us blowing in the other direction. Oh, that, that's... Not favorable for Malibu, but for us, yes. Yeah. Well, that that's good to hear, and then like bad to hear from Malibu, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was I watched the Larry King live uh, interview you did yesterday, and um, like when I was promoting, saying you were gonna be on the show, uh, everyone said uh, that that was the best uh, Larry King live interview because it was Count Olaf uh, interviewing Lemony Snicket. <laughs> <laughs> see that i could see that yes that was uh, that was interesting i I, uh when that came about it's like what am i i wouldn't figure that i would have even been on larry's radar (laughs) my grandson watches family guy (laughs) talk to him call him up on the phone talk to my grandson he loves you i love it too larry not watch Family Guy, so shut up. <laughs> um, I would have been like, do you even know your grandson's name? Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. I, hey, listen, man, he's still, you know, I'm not sure, uh, uh, you know, where he, he's at. He's pretty Probably old, but he's a great he's interviewer. Up there, but he's yeah. still, uh, he's still doing it. Yeah. Um, you, you've done a lot of sitcoms and then, uh, with the Netflix show with the fortunate events, which one do you like doing better? Because with sitcoms you do, I've seen you do them live with the multiple cha- uh, multiple takes to, does like the Netflix do that too? Um, yeah, well you, you, yeah, 
certainly have um, a better option at multiple takes when you're shooting a single camera and there's no audience there. You can indulge at multiple takes in front of an audience, but you have to be a, a bit more prepared because you can't do a take all night. Yeah. All right. Um, um, but there's just, you know, it's a very different... Um, it's a it's a totally different form sitcoms and single camera shows, right? And I, I what I love about sitcoms is that it's um, you have it's such a great lifestyle. You show up at work around ten o'clock in the morning. You go home around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And when you have daylight savings time, you literally go to work, go play some golf with some buddies, and you're home for dinner with the family. Oh. It's like it's unbelievable, and that's three weeks on, one week off. So, you know, but I, I am, um, I spent so so many years doing that, and it was great. It's a great gig as a father of four to be able to be in town. Yeah. Work, oh yeah, I can imagine. Family. But everybody's grown, grown up now, and so, um, so I, I need to do uh, some different stuff now. That's why when you know uh, a series of unfortunate events came up. Took me out of town a bit, but I was still able to get back and forth, you know. And you know, it was it was workable. Yeah. Does yeah. Does Jude Law really hate you for taking his part? <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think so. Oh okay. yeah. It's even on his radar, probably not. <laughs> um, do we even see Jude in that, or it was just mostly it was just narration? And uh, stuff, uh, so, right? I think he was in it for like two seconds, and you know. Yeah. He's really angry. Yeah, he sends me, uh, you know, personal messages on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would be thrilled if Jude Law was personally messaging me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and I like the ladies, you know what I mean? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, how often are you getting up right now? You get up every week, don't you? Yeah, I try to get up at least three or four times a week, but yeah. I mean, it's just so hard because, like, I want to do acting, but I, I'm more in love with comedy. I, I love making people laugh and in the moment, you know? So, but, I mean, I've seen Spade a few times, and, you know, he's awesome. But uh, one of my favorites is Norm uh, McDonald and Jeremy Hotz, you know? I just yeah. love those guys. Yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. you to come see me. I, I shot a special. I'm going to email it to you. All right. Well, I'm gonna get, I'll get that, but, you know... I've been out of town for, for the last couple of years. Yeah. So we want we want to see your band, the Pearl, <laughs> the, the, the Bearded Pearl Clam. Clam. Yeah. yeah, Mark had a question about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long Mark. have you been uh, playing there? I saw you guys were at Turks recently down here in Huntington Beach. Yeah, well, that was uh, that's the that's the third time we've ever played out of out of the backyard. Um, I started taking singing lessons at the tender age of forty eight. It's a good start. Yeah, and then um, I said, oh, "What the hell?" And so I got these guys. Um, I actually surround myself with great musicians. So that's what you do when you're a mediocre singer: so you get a great band together and they make you sound better. But <laughs> um, it's it's really been fun. They actually came to Vancouver and we did a little gig up there at a joint called the Belmont um, on Granville, and um, um, I love that that town. By the way, I think Vancouver. Um, Vancouver during spring and summer is truly the most beautiful city in the world. I mean, it's unbelievable that people are so nice. It's just surrounded by natural beauty. The restaurants are great. 
you, you know, everybody's down at the beach and it's sunny and they're playing bongos and getting high and you're surrounded by snow peaks, you know, uh, sound of music. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy amazing in that joint. I had such a great time up there. Um, but um, that was the first time we ever played. Yeah. My backyard. Yeah. And then the second time we did, somebody from KLS called me up. Uh, my buddy Mel. You know, you know Mel. You ever hang out at the Laugh Factory down in because he does stand up and Fraser Smith. It's like, oh, I love Fraser. Uh, yeah. Um, he's a he's a legend. I was listening to him on KLS back when I was in my teens. Yeah, um, he wanted me to get you on his show, and I was like, he has a hard time returning to my calls. <laughs> yeah, I've done Fraser's show a couple times, um, and uh, and uh, I just saw him recently. Um, but uh, Mel asked, uh, he, he asked if we would do a USO show, and I was like, no, nah, not ready for prime time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, he, and Mel goes, "Come on, just do it." So I go, "All right." So this is the second time I'd ever played outside of my backyard, and we're playing on um, the USS Iowa for Fleet Week, in in essentially opening for Vince Neil. Because um, wow. yeah, we, we we played in uh, in Vince Neil. I think and then it was Oingo Boingo and Vince Neil. So we were opening for these bands. Isn't that, that ridiculous? That's incredible. Uh, well, I immediately got on stage and made apologies. I go, I don't know who dropped the ball here. <laughs> We're not that. It was good for an hour and survived it. And I thought, you know what? I can do this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to uh, quit my day job. But it's so much fun. And it's a passion. Yeah, I wore the beard of pole clams because I am a diehard veteran. Pearl Jam fan, but we also you know, like do Stones, um, Dylan. Um, we even do a couple of Tragically Hip tunes. Oh, awesome. yeah, awesome yeah, I, I, I hear I've heard of Pearl Jam. I heard it's a great band, but like I think it's just shiny jelly. <laughs> um, it could it could be that too. Nah, yeah. lame joke. It could, okay. be, it could be whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it could be hallucinogenic jam that Eddie's grandmother made. Now, Pat, I, I had a question. Uh, you've worked with uh, two of my favorite comics, and they're both very similar but very different in many Stop ways. right now. I'm going to tell you exactly who they are. Okay. Andy, Dick, and... No, okay, go on. Uh, Andy, Dick, and uh, Spade. <laughs> so how is that working with two different uh, types of people on, you know, who are on the same level but totally different? You know what I mean? Like, Andy's more energetic in your face, and Spade's more calm, sarcastic, you know? Um, um, I actually prefer the, uh, probably the, uh, the less in-your-face in antagonistic, <laughs> um, sweeter form of David Spade. Um, uh, you know, I, I've worked with Andy a lot, and he uh, certainly uh, is uh, an original, but I... I like Spade's perspective on things. Spade's really a genius. He really is. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, um, you, you know, you're known for putty, and I know you get that a lot, but have you ever thought of, like, making a putty sitcom? Like, that'd be fun. No. No? Uh, <laughs> that was okay. quick. Maybe that won't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was great. It, it, it worked at the time, and, 
move on. But and then you went to the Devils game with the Devil kind of kind of like from Putty. So you're talking about my recent appearance. Yes. Yes. Well, they had inquired, and um, and you know it's been about 20 years since um, since uh, I'd been there, and I thought, you know what, they they you know they offered to do me uh, to you know like give me an appearance, for you. and I said no. I go that kind of spoils everything. I go first off, I I am a Devils fan, you know. You know, I did the show. I was born in New Jersey. Now, this is the thing. Did not grow up being a Devils fan, but because we did a Seinfeld episode, um, this whole thing ended up. They've been a franchise for at the time for like forty years, twenty years somewhere else, twenty years in New Jersey. They never won the Stanley Cup. The year we did the Devils episode on Seinfeld, they would film me on the Trinitron screaming devils and they won the Stanley Cup that year so unbeknownst to me I'd become a, 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 you know, a little bit of an icon there and a good luck charm because they got David Putty up there screaming go devils go devils they win the Stanley Cup when opening day that year they flew me out and had me you know they said what do you want to do opening day for the Stanley Cup champions do you want to raise the Stanley Cup banner drop the pucks in the national anthem they told me I could do whatever I wanted i go let's Keep it simple. I'm going to walk out on the ice. I will drop the puck and, uh, and, and do all that. So so I did that. So throughout the years now, they've like put me on the trip truck screaming and yelling. And, uh, you know, and it's just part of, the, part, of the, part of the show up there. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to go back. I go, don't pay me that because that, I think that makes it gross. But I have a St. Judith, as you know, and you've got you come out and help me with my St. Judith event. But it is the number one event in the nation. Yeah. And, uh, we raised $2.6 million at last year. Oh, wow. And you guys helped me out. You guys helped me out with my St. Judith event. So they're donating stuff, and they're going to even, like, auction off their own for some for the event um, and uh, stuff like that. So um, that's why I went out and uh, did that. Yeah. Your St. Jude events is your celebrity golf tournament that happens every March, and yeah. I've gone to help volunteer and drive celebrities around, and it's really fun. Um, I actually have a story. Uh, one time we went with Uncle Ed, and um, you know Ed Sanborn, and, yeah. and uh, we were but like, he's not, a, he's not my uncle, but no, no, uh, we did we used to row boats together. Yeah, and um, now, what I can't actually kind of think of that is Uncle Bill. <laughs> so um i'm hanging out with uncle ed and then a uh, dr gadget uh shows up on a hole hole in one and it was one of those if you get a hole in one thing you get a free car or something and you know how uncle ed's like a goofball and stuff so he was just talking to me and dr gadget hits the swing and he does really bad and uncle ed's like hey dr gadget since i was talking i'll let you hit again and we'll pretend that hit didn't count <laughs> And Dr. Gadget turns around to him, and he's like, thank you, that means a lot to us. <laughs> and Dr. Gadget's like, well, I wasn't even, you know, he's thinking, he's like saying little comments to me, he's like, I wasn't even that loud, the guy's just a bad golfer. So, <laughs> so then the guy, so then Dr. Gadget hits it again, and he all, it almost got a hole in one, and he, Uncle Ed was scared, he was like, oh, thank God he missed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have that would have put Uncle Ed in a precarious position. 
But no, it was, and then like Luke Perry was there one year, and uh, I go ahead and went up to this girl, and he's like, yeah, Luke Perry said he went to high school with you, and she was like the biggest Luke Perry fan, and he got Luke Perry to talk to her and stuff. I was just like, wow, that's kind of funny and mean at the same time. Luke is an awesome dude. He would come out, and uh, I've known Luke since acting class when we were in our early 20s. Oh, 90210 days, huh? Well, this is before that. Oh, wow. Before 90210. And we would just be in class and, uh, like, doing scenes and stuff. And then he got that. Um, But uh, Luke's the coolest. So we would hang out in Vancouver, too, because when I was up there doing a a series of unfortunate events, he was up there doing uh, Riverdale. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Well, pal, we we got a couple Twitter questions for you. Uh, Do you like Twitter questions? Um, Sure. Yeah. I like Twitter questions. The only thing I don't like about them is their usernames. I don't. I don't know who comes up with the usernames. Uh-huh. You know, like they're so. Okay. Well, this is from a green thirty one not thirteen. Okay. I know him well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat is Ryan Reynolds a good kisser? An amazing kisser. Very soft lips. Um, <laughs> I was. Um, I I didn't not like it as much as I you know I thought. You know, be you know, it's straight or at least I claim to be straight, you know, a father of four. It's uh, it's a it's a hell of a ruse if I'm not. Uh, but uh yeah, that was uh I felt like we actually should have gone for it more. Really gone hardcore. Because it would have then it really it really would have landed the, one of the things about Seth Seth's novels, productions are just the absurdity. So, you, what you get, you take two straight guys and make them make out, and that's funny, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and the more you make them, you know, in a, in a ridiculous situation, you have to go for it, you know, the more ridiculous it is. Now, when I, I called my daughter, because, you know, Ryan was on my daughter's top, uh, like, top three list at the time. She was 17. And, and our girlfriends would sit around and they'd write a list of their guys. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Ryan Reynolds. You know, and so I called her up and I said, yeah, I was uh, making out with your boy, Ryan, today. And uh, <laughs> she couldn't believe it. I don't know Ryan and I kissing, kissing Lexi on the lips. She flipped out and anyways, I ruined him. For her. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you know, in the future, I'd look at the list and there might be only 10 guys Ryan. So I discovered that when you uh, yeah when you kiss a guy that uh, you ruin a your daughter, which is very powerful. It's very powerful information for a father to have. So <laughs> I would threaten her with Chris Hemsworth. I'd take Chris Hemsworth right off your list because you don't you're not working with them. I'd all find out where he drinks. Yeah, you got you just gotta be like, hey, don't piss me off. Rumors that I'm gonna be in Avengers 22. Yeah, and then um, this one is from Charlie Sheen. I don't think it's the real Charlie Sheen. Uh, if, if so, my career would be way better. But <laughs> uh, it says, uh, "Was it was it your idea to dress up as the Tick and Ted too, or was that purely coincidental?" Um. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wouldn't be coincidental. It wasn't coincidental, and it also was not my idea. It was, you know, Seth's idea. So, and Seth and the creators of 
of the text. That'd be, you know, funny if, uh, you know, because there was uh, Michael Dorn and I both went to that Comic Con, both in bad costumes of the characters they've actually played, and then of course we're just the biggest, you know, assholes there. So, but that must have made a lot of fans of the Tick like happy too, because you know you're known yeah. pretty high it's for the fun. Tick. It's, and... fun. it's a nod, you know. It was a nod, <laughs> and uh, it's just a. Uh, well, too, but you think about it, you know, because the Tick is the Tick is actually very, very, you know, it's dangerous. He's very sweet. He's got a big heart. He wants to hug everybody. Of course, you're a bad guy. He wants to crush you. But, you know, but just to be, to go as this character's guy, you know, in the Ted movies, who's really just, just an asshole, you know, and dress up as a chick and get jerk to everybody was, was funny. Yeah. All right, well, we got two more questions. This is from Coffee for Cream. Um, how does Patrick Warburton like his coffee? Can you please answer in third person? Well, Mr. Coffee for Cream. That's a good joke. By the way, that's the worst one I ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like a fruit fruit. Oh. And uh, this is from Aman4. Is there any chance of a Get Smart sequel? Staple David Kutchner's face. <laughs> yeah, that was excellent. Another take. Another take. <laughs> uh, Pat, my dad's right here. He wants to say hi. Oh, guy woke up. Yeah. I'm woke up. <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Warburton. Good morning, guy. How are you, sir? How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm a uh, longtime listener, first time caller. I have one question for you. <laughs> He did a film back in 2009. It was a cute little gay pirate role that you played. Any any chance of redoing that film? That was, uh, I think, your best work. Uh, why don't you just bring up my Newport Harbor regatta class at the same time? Um, uh, for anybody listening who doesn't know, a crab is when you get your oar caught. It essentially, it ends up becoming like a large break for a boat. It'll stop it right in the water. That was me.
<laughs> well, Pat, we're running out of time, and I want to respect your time. But uh, where are the? Do you have like a social media where the folks at home could follow you? And uh, I, yeah, I'm not terribly busy on that, but there's, I guess, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, Patty Warbucks. Yeah. Patty Warbucks. Yeah. Mark, do you have any last things to say to Pat? It's been an honor, pleasure speaking speaking with you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. You too, absolutely, Mark and um, and Keith and Guy and Guy. Uh, I guess uh, we should be uh, hitting the wind, so we're not overdue. Yeah, uh, Pat wants to play golf with you. You're overdue. I, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Pat. Ed. I really. Uncle Ed. Oh yeah, well, that'll be fun, Uncle Ed. I won't go. I'm terrible at golf, but I'll go drive around the celebrities. Doesn't <laughs> stop the rest of us from playing. Kids like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a good day. Thanks, Keith. You too. And I look forward to seeing you down there in Newport. Uh, where the improv down there? It, yeah, uh, there's a room called the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. It's a new comedy club. It's Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. We should keep raising it. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Keith. See you Bye. Bye. That was a fun uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. And uh, I, I was holding up my phone because, like, my, you know, my spe- the speaker. And uh, I don't know if I explained this earlier, but I was in a car accident. Oh, yeah. So, like, my wrist hurts from that. And then, like, I was holding in, like, now my wrist hurts even more. I mean, you could have just asked me. Yeah, but I was, I didn't want to, I don't know, but, like, whatever. You have to switch hands tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I need to go to a doctor and get a note saying I broke my hand holding a phone. See, Patrick Warburton keeps you from the gym again. (laughs) So I won't, I won't go tomorrow. (laughs) And then, but no, isn't it true that, like, people, like, make excuses when they, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we find excuses to not go to the gym all the time. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're, you know, in good shape. I'm not, but like, you know, it's like a brain disorder. You know, you make mm-hmm. excuses. And then like, sometimes when I want to go, my brain will say, no, you're too thin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Well, guys, uh, if you guys like the show, uh, please follow Pat on social media at Patty uh, Warbucks. Um, Patty Warbucks. Yeah. Wow. That's a from um, Annie. Annie, that's right. That's a Daddy Warbucks by Patty Warbucks. Very yeah. clever. So good, good wordplay. Yeah, I like wordplay. Uh, so it's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Patty Warbucks. And Mark, where can the folks follow you? One more time. You can find me on Facebook, and my Twitter handle is uh, your grandma. E U R G R A M A. Yeah, it's weird. I know. Your grandma. Your grandma. That that's my Twitter handle. Wow, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Is it like, has anyone ever like come up to you after a show and be like, hey, you're really funny. Do you have a Twitter? Be like, yeah, your grandma. Yeah, I love doing that. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's usually it's your mom. Yeah. So it's a wordplay. Yeah, it was just a, a weird nickname I had in high school. People thought it was my actual last name for a year. Wow. Because I lied to them a lot and well. Yeah, you lie about like your family and stuff? Oh, no, just, oh. J- just my last name that one time. Yeah. When I was growing up, I mean, I know we gotta go, but when I was growing up, I used to lie about like what my family did for a living. Mm-hmm. It just to seem cool. Like uh, I told this one girl that uh, my mom owned Microsoft. 
And how how long did that lie last? Uh, well, I mean, she never really talked to me. I mean, oh, there she's, you go. she's like, "What's a Microsoft?" I was like, "They make them Xboxes." There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Xboxes? No. Okay, I'm full of nice lame jokes today. All right, guys. Uh, if you like the show, follow it. Uh, Raise a riffs. Uh, Facebook, social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Rate and review. Follow Mark, follow Pat Warburton. Uh, make sure you catch a series of unfortunate events on Netflix, season three. And uh, me, I have shows coming up at www.keithreza.com uh, for that stuff. And uh, thanks a lot for doing it, Mark. I appreciate it. thank you. All right, guys, have a good day. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, write, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.